Jackson gave me the news of a planet far away And Colonel O'Neill will assemble a team that will try to save the day Dr. Sam has a master plan and a science attitude And the Jaffa Teal is part of the deal with his trusty Goa'uld It's just a regular day, it's gay command and it might be hard to understand Three Fresh Short, Unearthing the Stargate. Uh, why is it so quiet? <laughs> I was trying to drink my coffee and not <laughs> slurp in everybody's ears. It's a, it's a very serious sounding introduction. Um, I thought your microphone was busted, Christina. <laughs> I thought it was so quiet. Okay, we're back to normal now. Uh, <laughs> what do we have this week uh, on Three Fresh Short? Hathor, baby. We've got Hathor. I we know, got the queen. Uh, I know you guys are going to say, but you, you already interviewed Hathor. And it's like, we did, but we did not actually talk about the episode that much other than wardrobe choices and uh, what it was like to uh, make out with Daniel Jackson. I think with a whoopee cushion. <laughs> and there were whoopee cushions involved, yes. Um, she ate a bagel in front of Richard Dean Anderson. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, yeah. A wig. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, cool stuff. Cool, cool stuff. stuff. Yeah. So now we're actually going to talk about the episode, maybe some themes, maybe some some plot, a beginning, middle, and end. <laughs> you know, those such things that make entertainment entertainment. Yeah. We will do yes. that. Yeah. But before we have some news, I was trying. I was going to say, like, what, what can you call a segment of news on Three Fries Short? You could call it. The briefing room. That's no, that's so serious. I know. Was uh, <sighs> um, ooh, we'll have to ponder on this. Mm-hmm. But we do, yeah, because we'll constantly have news updates. So yes, let's ponder. If anyone has any ideas, we're gonna drop this early. If you have any ideas, you can email us at <laughs> three fries short podcast at gmail dot com. That's. The word or the number three. <laughs> yeah. We got it in there early. It's like we're sponsoring ourselves. You know, when they do those like advertisements in the middle of shows and you're like, this coffee is from Bub-, like those very mechanical. I don't know. Can you imagine like if that. we actually get a product placement thing, you know, like they do on podcasts <gasps> and it's about, you know, like what ma- there's that mattress that people do or wait the- <laughs> well, you know a- we can turn that on on our thing if we if i we would think we want to we could make a bet about like what type of product <laughs> would they try to get us to talk about and see how um, we can incorporate it into home security probably <laughs> you know you know that um the sponsor of a lot of people get called me undies yes. underwear i think that would be appropriate since we're free balling it all the time oh, there you yes. go perfect MeUndies, sponsor us. Yeah, we if you're out there, MeUndies. I mean, I could use some some new underwear anyway, so. Same. 
mine, mine are big now because I've lost some weight and they just Woo-hoo! cause wedgies yeah. all the time. So oh, we don't want that. No, no. no. I could fix anyway. this, but I'm not. I haven't yet. So on to get, the real get news. Your, get your get your new undies. But moving on. So whatever this corner of the episodes are now going to be called, we have some news for you. So first, we have. What they were two separate emails, correct? But they yes. were from the same person. So about the last black. episode. Yes. So we thought it would be appropriate to address that first, while that last episode was a little more fresh. Um, so <laughs> the first one, uh, thank you for this. Uh, the the D list ghoul that we were referring to that none of us knew the name, and <laughs> I would have never guessed it. Um, but. Is it Zach? Zach Black? It's X-A-K, so I'm assuming Zach, but sorry if we say that wrong. Email Ask. us again and let us know. <laughs> uh, yes, um, just keep emailing us. Let just, us know. Just keep keep on emailing. Yep, but weekly he, rotation. They said, hi, three fry short ladies. Love the show. Y'all are great. Thank you for doing the podcast show. Woo, Stargate. It was Lord Zapakna that is the D-list school you were talking about. So thank you Lord for that. Lord Zapakna. Got it. For all your D-list gold needs. <laughs> Lords of Paca. <Baca. laughs> okay, um, on, on to the next episode, or next email. So this was a good... Um, he had a theory. So what... We were describing the concept of how the Jaffa housed the larval gold... And he posed a theory. So does does somebody else want to read this? Yeah, I can read it. Cool. Go for it. Okay, cool. And again, apologies for a kitten if they randomly run across the keyboard and make things go funny. We will just roll Roll with it. it. Yep. (laughs) We're freeballing it in (laughs) at least one way, shape, or form. (laughs) We are freeballing it. All right. So I thought this is pretty interesting. Okay. So I'm just going to read it verbatim. So hi, three fry short team. I like the three exclamation points for the three of us. <laughs> Classy. <laughs> I was listening to your latest episode covering the SG-1 episode Bloodlines. And as you were describing the whole concept of how the Jaffa housed the larva of the Gould, I was hit by one of those, wait, what moments? Something that made me go, hey, writers, dude, hang on. The Gould, being vain and arrogant as they are, put their whole species into their foot soldiers, as in in the line of fire. Think about how many tier one Jaffa are mowed down in battle just between the system lords and then factor in how many are killed once the Tari come into the picture. SG-1 alone takes out hundreds slash thousands of them. So as I'm listening and doing my morning walk, thank you for walking. (laughs) We're all getting fit here. I'm thinking like, what if rather than setting up in the universe faction, wait, rather than setting up the U the in-universe faction where thousands and thousands of their young are put right in the line of fire. What if instead the Jaffa start and continue as regular slave soldiers, humans among whom the strongest are rewarded with a larva gould when they become first prime of their respective Lord, the prime Jaffa get the enhancements that the larva gould bring the regular Jaffa have something to aspire to and perhaps give more credulous cred- Mm-hmm. I am not the best at pronouncing words. So I'm going to spell this for everybody, and you can just bear with me as C R E D U L O U S. Credulous. Cred- credulous. Yeah. 
Yeah, yep. I felt like I was just doing a spelling bee. <laughs> a realistic reason that they are so easily taken down. I get they are parasitic in nature, but the larvae are only that way because that's how they were, were written. Hmm. Anyway, thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Love the show. Thanks for doing it. <laughs> Zach Black. So um, thank you. And truth be told, um, I think we assumed gender here, but I just want to be clear. I don't know if you're male, female, non-binary, whatever. Um, so thank you for writing into us. And that's an interesting thing. And I know that, um, Rebecca, you had some thoughts on that, <laughs> if you care to share. Right under the bus. Uh, I, I just, I think it's an interesting theory, but I think, uh, the, and this comes, this comes with a lot of down the road during the show, we find out things about the Goa'uld in general, like the fact that they pass on their memory through genetics. Um, so that kind of factors into why I think they're even bigger assholes because they implant their larval goal into mm -hmm. foot soldiers, which is they, I think in general, the bigger up, higher up go old, uh, don't care anything about like a lot of the larval go. I agree. So no. I think that like, they don't want competition, mm. even if it's one of their own kind, even if it's their, son or whatever um like you have the system lords but that's like a, a very tense relationship they have they're not like buddies bros um so i think i i see like that I, that was a really good point for him to make but i just think they're the gould as a species are too arrogant and they don't want a lot of competition so they're just like <laughs> Yeah, I think I mean it's it, it would humanize the go old or I get they're not human, but it would humanize them a lot more if they did care like that and they were concerned more. Um, but they just seem to me to not be concerned. Like the only ones that are are the Tokra, and that's because they only have they only come from one queen and their their numbers are are not as high. So they are concerned. But I think in general the go old are just like you know, we can just Fuck make you more. Get mine. <laughs> yeah, we can make more and we'll all remember the same shit anyway. So whatever, you know, like mm -hmm. so that that was just my thought. I, I like I appreciate the theory because um, I love it when people come up with theories of like, what if it was like this instead? And it's interesting. And also, you know, I think to our point, this is all based on a lot of information that came down the road in the show too. Yeah. So, right. so it's really kind of giving a lot more credit than like in the moment when you first find out that they all get a larval gold, you don't know anything about how they, anything further about how they procreate or their memories or anything like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Because we just find out on the episode we're talking about tonight, Hathor, we actually just find out how they are made. Mm -hmm. So, I think without that knowledge, you know, I can see that because it seems like a, a definite resource versus an indefinite resource. And so once you realize that they do have this kind of almost like a queen bee, you know, that's always just creating new, it's just part of the cycle because they don't care about their default at all. There's no emotional connection. And by giving them the ability to rank up, that means you have to care about them and they don't want to care about them like that. <laughs> So they don't because then there's emotional. It's just it just draws the line pretty early on. And, and again, enslaves that entire 
thing because you can never aspire to be anything different because what if so someone like Teal'c who let's say he did not get his gold in him you know all of that he his free will he never he would have just left and been fine he would have never had this reliant and there's probably more of them that would have been strong enough to probably take over because their free will mm-hmm. and their ability and their immune system they would have been strong enough and that's the other reason they need to dumb it down they need to take them when they're younger when they're not strong enough mm-hmm. to take them over so that would dependent. be my theory against it because mm-hmm. yeah. you create that dependency it's it yeah so that's my that's my opinion. But we're not coming at you, Zach. I promise. I actually really like the theory. Uh, yeah, I think the show could have definitely like taken it in some sort of direction like that. Like create a hierarchy among the Jaffa where it's like seen as a privilege. And even though the ghoul don't care about their Jaffa, it could be a way for them to emotionally manipulate people into fighting for them. So what's your face for? What is that? I was watching the cat just stare up at Christina and be like, I love you. Oh. <laughs> it was so cute. I'm that rocking him face. like a baby. That was my face. Um, but yeah, I thought that, I mean, at this point in the show, they could have definitely taken it any direction. And that I think is a very valid theory that, that they could have definitely taken it that way. Um, you know, maybe teal and master braytag were like one of the higher ups higher ranking jaffa and that's why they had a larval gold and again like like christina said the gold don't care about the jaffa so like why would they care and and put that effort into it but it could just be a way to emotionally manipulate them into yeah. doing more stuff for them but yeah. it's also part of their ultimate demise sorry to cut you off sorry no you're good you're good well, I think Rebecca. Oh, sorry, no, it's okay. I, I, no, it's just I was just uh, just a comment about how it would potentially make the Go Old way more layered uh, villains because they're very, you know, this this very black and white villain um, sort of design. So well, and that's what I was gonna say. I actually appreciate this theory because in the short end, you see, well, no, that wouldn't benefit them. But if they truly were. Like a more elevated villain. Actually, there could be some strategic to building and layering their people out. And ultimately that's part of the kind of the demise of that process is it doesn't work because you can't, can't slave loyalty, but loyalty lasts a lot longer. And so, yeah, they could have gone about it a different way and conquered everything and had loyal followers that would fight for them, but they didn't go that way. Yeah, but they could have conquered more and been stronger had they done it. Probably would have. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah. Thank you, Zach, okay. with an X, with with a name like Zach with an X. You know, I feel like you're more than you're you're like a go old, but more than a D lister go old. <laughs> Definitely like above Lawrence above, above, Maybe maybe like maybe B. I was gonna say yeah, B list. Sorry, you can't be A-list, but I mean, only people like Hathor, who we're about to talk about, can be A-list. So, sorry. Yes. But we'll we'll grant you the rank of B-list. <laughs> B-list go old. Um, you may submit your application to become an A-list, but we'll need supporting documents, and you'll need to provide a case study into why you should be elevated to an A-rank. You can send all of that to 3 Short Podcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Oh my god. <laughs> If anyone else would like to submit to be in our fake Gould ranks, 
submit your application. Yes, explain to us why you should be whatever level you should be. I would actually really enjoy to read those. So I know um, I actually would too. <laughs> so that would be fun because you know what that so we could find some favorites and then our favorites we could give them maybe a little sampling of something we have to come. Oh, so our last yes. piece of news that we have. Good news. I think this is all you, Rebecca. Oh, okay. Um, so we've heard you, um, and we we kind of had things in the works before we heard you, but just so that everyone out there knows, we are currently working on some merch. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Um, it's slow moving because we're trying to do things in a, in a good, uh, official way. Um, but we, we do have some stickers that you'll start to see at least, uh, pop up. Um, and we've got some other ideas and plans floating around as we go along. Um, so keep an eye or an ear out. Um, and we'll probably eventually have some sort of site that you can go to, to see all of those. Um, but we're thinking about doing a, a couple of little giveaways for, for stickers and stuff too. So look out for, and listen out for all of that. Um, I'd say, especially on TikTok. Um, yeah. we may be asking for yes. some, some comments and some opinions and stuff that might get you a sticker. Yeah. It's a very fun sticker. Everybody wants a sticker. Who doesn't like stickers? I am still obsessed with stickers. I need Don't a lunchbox. I need a lunchbox to put all my stickers on. <laughs> oh, I love it. Love so. it. So that's super exciting. So yeah, we've heard it. There was quite a few people that commented on my post this last week or so asking where merch was. And it was like, oh, well, that's just the university. Funny you so should ask. Because <laughs> we've been, Rebecca's been working hard and Sarah's going to get some more logos together for us. And I'm just going to Rebecca's been smile. working hard taking Sarah's hard work and just putting it on shit. So. Um, <laughs> and, I, and I'm just moral support. I'm here. So should, should we talk about what it looks like or should we let it be a surprise? Let's do a surprise TikTok reveal. There we okay. go. And if you guys have any suggestions about stuff you want to see, I already have some ideas. I already told I already told everyone else, like Rebecca and Christina, what my ideas We're are. Everyone else, <laughs> yes, you you two are everyone else. We um, could even go. We can do a dual live. We'd have to pick which two, but we could do a dual live. Well, I guess it would be happiest, and we could go through it and kind of take some feedback in the moment too. Yeah, on TikTok. So sticker reveal, Coming TBD. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, we're excited. I, got a, I got a couple funny ideas in the works. Um, and I'm definitely interested in if anyone else has any ideas of something they'd like to see. Um, any, yeah, any phrases you may have heard us uh, speak into existence? <laughs> We've collected a few that we know of, but we might have some that we don't even realize. Know of, yeah. <laughs> so uh, let us know. But yes, just so you know, we are aware and we are working on it. Uh, it's just one little piece at a time, um, but it's happening. Well, I mean, we're also working ladies, so, you know, we just yeah, got to make time. So many jobs. So, <laughs> so many jobs. But we're like, I love that this is all like our one consistent thing that we just we know this is happening. We got this yeah. going on. Our yes. lives are chaotic. We got this. So no, I'm excited. And this is a fun episode for us tonight. Getting into Hathor and going through it. So. Um, Sarah, as always, took some wonderful notes for us. So let's Um, get into it. Let's get into it. Episode 13. 13. 
Wait, is Hathor episode 13? It is. Because this is also our episode 13. Wow. So we're back on track. Oh, yeah, because we did do, we did double up. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, at least on the Netflix version, it's episode 13 on Hulu. Well, there you go. Because, you know, Children it's of the Gods thrown it off. Um, uh, so, yeah, let's let's get into it. I love this in. episode. Um, opening scene, it's a very X-Files open, as Rebecca would say. <laughs> it's um, if you know, you a know. temple. If you know, you <laughs> yeah. know. It's a temple in Mexico. It's like um, an Aztec looking temple, pyramid looking temple. Very Indiana Jones. Yes. You get those vibes for sure. And there's a group of archaeologists and they're like exploring and they find this hidden chamber. And inside this hidden chamber, there's a sarcophagus. And the sarcophagus has... Egyptian hieroglyphs. So these archaeologists are like wigging out. They're like, how is this even here? This is Egyptian symbolism, Egyptian hieroglyphs in an Aztec temple. And the one guy mentions an article. He's like, yeah, I read this article by this guy, Daniel Jackson, um, about how ancient (laughs) civilizations were linked together. And he was just laughed out of the whole community. But I guess he he might have been on to something. He's a total washout. Like, nobody knows where he is anymore. Right. Um, So they're dusting off the sarcophagus, and they see these hieroglyphs that indicate the Egyptian goddess Hathor. Um, So they're, they're talking about it more, and the sarcophagus opens up. And we see a woman emerge, and she immediately asks... Hand first. Yes. Very classy. Um, But she immediately asks, where is Ra? And the archaeologists are just like, what the fuck? Like, (laughs) what is happening? And they're just like, Ra who? Like, the god? And she's just like, that's clearly not a good enough answer for her because she just like scrambles them with her hand device. And then we cut to the SGC. So Sam, Jack, Daniel, and Hammond are in the gate room with the sarcophagus. Their sarcophagus has been moved to the SGC. And um, Daniel is talking about how those archaeologists were murdered. Um, They attributed it to, like, cave robbers or what was it? Tomb robbers. Tomb raiders? Yeah. Um, And they were found by their other colleagues who were not inside the pyramid. And then Jack and Daniel noticed the sarcophagus looks like the one that was in Ra's ship from the movie. So movie. Ties it together. Yeah. So they're referring back to the movie when they talk about this. And the sarcophagus um, brought Daniel and Sharae back from being dead. So right away, they're like, this is a cool new toy. Like, I can't wait to to learn about this. This is fun. Uh, But then an airman comes in. He's like, hey, someone's trying to get into the base. And Hamlet was like, people do that all the time. They're just a bunch of wackos. Just, just like, get the police to get him. And the airman was like, no, it's a lady. And she knows the Stargate is here. So, like, immediately their interest is piqued. Now we have the opening credits. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. All right, hold up. I'm catching up here. Um. Okay, so... They are taken. So Jack, Hammond, Daniel, they're all taken to the woman. She introduced herself as Hathor. Daniel asked if the handcuffs are necessary, which I find interesting because 
So she's in this like room, their normal like holding cell room. And even so she has the power, which we talk about later of just kind of this, like getting people under her spell. But even from the beginning, Daniel like had this kind of empathetic connection towards her. Um, And I think a lot of it came from just culturally trying to like be a good host, trying to figure out what's happening, get her to actually talk. So it says, you know, are handcuffs really necessary? Ask them to be removed. She kisses his hand. And then is where we see the the like the mist come from her mouth. Which is like a love potion. I always think of that movie like Love Potion number oh, nine or yeah. whatever it was. Love Potion number nine with Sandra Bullock. Yes. It's a great movie. So it like always makes me think of that. So anyway, so she keeps asking where Ra is and Han- Hammond cuts Daniel off from telling her. And so Daniel's just like ready to go, but obviously he's like under the spell. So he could have told her everything, but Hammond sh- shuts it off. Um, and then Daniel says, Hathor was both the daughter and wife of Ra in Egyptian mythology until Ra was said to have corrupted her. And she, Hathor gets angry and she's like, we were not corrupted. So I'm curious, like, what that, what he, the thought process of, like, how she was corrupted. Do you guys know, like, what that, anything about that backstory? There's, there's some more when Sam does her research. Um, so, so we do kind of find out a little bit more about their relationship, Hathor and Ra. Um, so something I was thinking, like, backtracking here. When Daniel's like, oh, are the cuffs necessary? There was um, a piece of dialogue. He says, are the cuffs absolutely necessary? I'm surprised I didn't chain her to the bed, too. What is she going to do? Beat us up? And I I took it way differently than you did, Christina, because you're saying, like, oh, he's trying to be, like, a, a good host. Mm-hmm. But to me, that was just an example of how men underestimate women all the time. Yeah. So that really come back to bite people in the ass because of taking pity or or like underestimating a woman to the point where it's like you put your ass out there, like you, you put your whole ass out there. Mm-hmm. And it was because like you you underestimated somebody. So I thought that that was interesting. And I thought that was kind of a theme throughout the, sh- the episode in and of itself where it's like they underestimate Hathor mm-hmm. um, but then they also kind of underestimate the other women on the base as well and that's so, I love that I love that point because it is definitely a show or an episode about women's strength which we hadn't gotten any really major display of it Mm-hmm. yet in the series and sorry my kitty is like snoring and oh my god it's so cute though i'm so sorry um I so i just find it interesting it. did you mm-hmm. it's so cute sorry for anyone who can't see you're really missing out but my kitten is the cutest right now um okay so sorry if i'm like partially distracted by it but he's like purring in my ears super cute so i yeah sarah i kind of i do take it that way um even though i do think he's trying to be like the host i do think though his perception of being a good host is still over feminizing or like putting a delicacy on feminism Mm -hmm. in doing that yeah um that's his approach to be hospitable to this person to try to get them to talk and no so i actually kind of see it the same way but just with a different mindset of where he came from but obviously he's quickly turned and put under her control and then it's all downhill from there so, but if it were a man, I'm going to pose the age-old question. If it were a man, do you think mm-hmm. he would have had the same attitude? No, not at I all. I don't. Nope. 
No. So the fact that he, right from the jump, she's using her her femininity against mm-hmm. the men, like from mm-hmm. the get go. And mm-hmm. listen, and they're behaving PSA. exactly the way she's expecting them to. Yeah. Like so like. The- PSA, um, this episode is going to talk a lot about feminism, femininity, womanhood. So if that's not what you hear for, you can just leave right now. It's going to be Please don't be insulted by it. But if you are, so too bad. I mean. We're here. We talk about everything. You guys should know our tone already by now. So if you're still sticking around, then you you know what we're here for. (laughs) Right. We've been down this before, so this road before, so. Okay. So, but this is, like, I kind of want to pause and let you speak this next part, Sarah, because it talks about, like, one of the best lines ever in just a moment about Hammond. Oh, my but God. she says I to him. So I'm like, I'm like, I stopped myself. Okay. And that's why, sorry, I awkwardly stopped. I was trying to, like, hope you would realize yeah. that that's so, what was coming. Okay. I need you to I take this you. part. So, Another thing about her is that she keeps referring to herself as we. We. The God. Like, we are grateful. We appreciate. And Jack thinks she's nuts. Like, <laughs> she's just like, we can find, like, a nice padded room for this broad and, like, chucker. And again, here we go again, underestimating the woman. He just writes her off as crazy. Daniel sees her as, like, this delicate woman that has to be protected. Both so loud and so wrong like you so so jack's putting her in the crazy box daniel's putting her in the delicate female box um but hammond still wants to know more about her be like how did she get here how does she know the stargates here like we need to know what the scoop is and he tells daniel to find out more so him and and o'neill turn to leave and hathor goes you with the crown of marble <laughs> and then they both stop and O'Neill just looks at Hammond and he's like she might be talking about you because you're <laughs> ever so delicately you're she might mean you um, so that was that's a really good line like and the way Sue Ann Braun delivered it too and she was just like you like with the crown of marble with the crown of marble <laughs> that's what so she's good <laughs> Yeah. Um, I can't, I I can't do Sue Ann Brown. I'm sorry, Sue Ann. No, no one can. <laughs> no, only um, she can. But she asked if she could kiss his hand. And Hammond was going to be like, nah, no, no thanks. And Daniel insists like, oh, we need to be a good host. And he is obviously already under this influence of this drug. So he's already kind of like silly putty in her hands. And, you know, he... He does it at Daniel's insistence because Daniel is like the cultural guy and and they're trying to find out as much as possible. So what could a little kiss on the hand hurt? And she breathes that pink mist onto his hand as well. So now she's got Hammond. Um, and she asked like she when she called him crown of marble, <laughs> she was like, are you in charge of this place? And like, that's what she was trying to suss out, like who's in charge mm-hmm. here. So I'm going to get him real quick. Um, and it'll make my whole thing a lot easier. So then when she and Daniel are alone, Hathor demands to know what happened to Ra and her eyes glow. So that way we know she is in fact a ghoul. And he tells her that Ra is dead 
And at first she seems like really happy. She's like, sweet. Like you're, you're my friend. Like you killed him. Um, and then she kisses him and hits him with another dose of the pink mist, like into his mouth. So it's not just on his hand, but like he's breathing it in to his respiratory system. <laughs> I'm curious um, why sh- there was the need to do the second one just to like super intensify. Like what was, that's what I would double, think. She doesn't double do anybody else. No, she gets him and, and Jack double again. Yeah. Oh. She gets him good. <laughs> um, okay. Shows what I know. Um, so then in like the briefing room, Ham and Jack, Sam and Teal'c, are discussing the situation and Daniel comes back town and tells everyone um, he believes that this is this is the actual Hathor and she was in stasis for 2000 years and he says that she is a friend of humanity and she wanted to stop Ra and other Gould and Daniel proposes that she comes down and like gives them the scoop like debrief the team Jack objects but Hammond, who who has his dose full of hot pink Hathor <laughs> mist, <laughs> he allows it because he's drugged. And then Sam and Teal object as well. But then Hathor comes in and she comes down the stairs. I was watching really close because this was the part where Sue Ann was like, I almost fell down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you could tell like she was coming down really slowly. Like you could really see that she was putting an immense amount of control into coming down the stairs. But like by doing that, it actually makes her look so fucking badass because yeah, we're in her head as an actress from what she's saying, she's like, Oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Don't fall, don't fall. But in the reality, it's like, Oh, she's taking her fucking time. Like she is showing the fuck up. <laughs> she ain't rushing for nobody. She's like, you're on my time right now. I think I heard Rebecca's dog in the background. It's, it's an animal sort of episode. I don't know why he's just all of a sudden decided there is a noise happening somewhere that he does not like. So he is barking. Christina's cat walking all over the place. It's a zoo I mean, in here. My cat is. is actually safely in her basket making biscuits. She's for once not like in in the, the picture. Um, well, that's what this one, I would try to put him down because he's doing biscuits on my back and giving me a nice massage. But I was like, dude, you got to get down. And he, he got really anxious. He and like so, he, yeah. you know, he found his way back Ow. up here. So, yes. Okay. So, all right. So yes. we have Hammond under control. She comes into the room in her fucking badassness. Mm-hmm. And then, dun, dun, dun. I'm getting caught up. <laughs> I'm getting caught up. Um, okay. All right. So Jack objects, obviously. Sam and Teal object as well. Hathor, she comes in and Sam is immediately suspicious. No shit. Like, of course she is. So Jack hands her a glass of water because, you know, he's trying Hammond to be nice. ordered him to. No, Hammond was like, get the lady a get glass lady. of water. <laughs> and he's like, okay. So he hands her the glass of water and Hathor thanks him for killing Ra and breathes the pink mist on him. She also breathes on Teal'c, but it doesn't really work on Teal'c. You can't Teal'c. really tell at first, like... Yeah, you don't know. Yeah. But then, our other favorite scene here, so she looks at... So Hathor looks at Carter and she's like, I can't even say how she did it, but you're an exceptionally beautiful woman. And Carter's like, thank you, so are you. 
And it's like there was such potential because you later learn like she has no power over the females. And so there mm. wasn't there a scene that they cut out that Sue Ann was talking about where she like licked her face. This was it. <laughs> that would have been so good. I would have paid money to see that. That would have been was great. Was it in this episode or was it when she came back? It was this Spoiler episode. Alert. It was okay. this episode. <laughs> And I think it was so I think it was by surprise too. Like she she said she, <laughs> she didn't nobody was expecting it, including Amanda oh, Tapping. Could you imagine oh, the look on Amanda's face? I again, yes, you're right. I would pay money to see that. Mm-hmm. Because we've established it. Like Hathor's like, damn girl, you hot. Like we could rule this shit together. <laughs> well, yeah, because there's no other fucking intent. Like she and she's not treating her like a threat necessarily. She's just like Oh, hey, and as this fucking goddess of love, you know, sex, drug, and rock and roll, I bet she, she doesn't has discriminate. These, no, and like, but also, it's impossible to have genuine affection in a relationship with a man because they're just always going to be in your spell. So, if she ever wanted to actually have a true relationship, it had to be with a Gould or with, you know, a an, ex- an exceedingly girl. beautiful woman. Yeah, queen of my heart. Yeah. And someone is knocking at my door, but I'm not going to go answer that. So <laughs> continue. Somebody else, please continue. I'm I'm, I'm, st- I'm stuck <laughs> in the idea of this like fan fiction about Hathor <laughs> being in a relationship with a woman because she knows she can have a genuine relationship. And it's really making me feel all the feels. I know. Someone do it. Do we have any like story writers um, comic book yes artists. there are fan fiction authors that i think listen to our podcast can you make that make make that a thing doesn't have to yes. be sam could be oh you know whoever but anyone but um, the feels all the feels <laughs> i know it would have been awesome i'm sorry where were we she's <laughs> getting flustered over there we should i am move i'm on. having a moment like yeah, i just i just got lost in my thoughts about that like I, I think everybody will be. I feel like everybody's gonna need a moment to pause. <sighs> I just keep thinking about Hathor. Just keep looking in Sam's face. Thinking about <laughs> this is taking a turn, you guys. Oh my goodness! This is taking okay. a turn. Okay, um, everybody. All right, all right. All right. So uh, there we go. So, thank you. So are you? Thank you. So are you? Uh, so Sam suggests <laughs> that they keep Hathor under house arrest until they learn more, and Hammond's like, "You're just you're just being impolite. How dare you say something like that?" Um, and they have a back and forth where Carter I, is this like one of the no, first? No, yeah, these are the transcripts. Yeah, is this one of the first times though we like see Carter actually? Carter's usually like a you know the ideal military person right and she's like i'm i'm not feeling this something's wrong and i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna go against my superiors um and i'm gonna say i'm questioning things um so she says sir with respect it seems that this woman has all you guys under some sort of spell or something and hammond says are you questioning my orders captain and carter says yes sir i guess i am and she turns to o'neill because she's like o'neill o'neill's totally got me on this because she didn't see I'm sorry, I typed it down. What um, Sarah said, hot pink Hathor mix being um, spread (laughs) all over Jack at this point, too. And he says, yes, Captain, and takes a sip of water in this very Jack O'Neill. He's he's under her. He's under Hathor's spell, but he's still very much Jack O'Neill. He says, if I see there's a problem. 
Because um, at first she was like, yes. And then she's like, fuck you. Because he's just like, uh, yes. Yeah. So this... Sorry, did you... I'm no, going to interrupt. No. Um, but this kind of leads me to, like, something else I noticed, or, like, another theme, I guess, would be, like, men constantly disbelieving women. And listen, I, they're all under a... Dr- they're, like, all drugged. I get it. But, like, apply to real-world context, like, how often are women just disbelieved and, and their suspicions or their feelings or whatever just cast aside um and even there's this interaction later on with sam and jack where it's almost like i don't want to like the buzzword of gaslighting but like it's almost like he's just trying to downplay everything and make her feel like she's overreacting or uh imagining something so i really Mm -hmm. thought about that how it's like how many times and like i'm on the side of TikTok where people are talking about like times they go to doctors and doctors just don't believe mm-hmm. there's something wrong with a woman. And it's like, uh, my appendix burst and you told me I had period cramps. Like I could have literally died. Mm-hmm. So that was just like another, again, like this is a very female centric episode. So we're dealing with a lot of themes that have to do directly with the female experience. And I think that's mm-hmm. one of them when men just don't believe what women have to say drugged or not (laughs) well because also it's like does the pink hot what is it the hot pink hathor mist does that automatically come with like a dose of her agenda that they all understand that that just automatically means hate other women or don't listen to them and i'm kind of piggybacking on what you're saying like no it shouldn't but it's if it's that easy then then i don't know it's just written really kind of shitty because it is how I think it's when you go all in on one on one female, it's like nothing else fucking matters. And I think that can translate in like to like thinking of like male friends that I've had growing up where the minute that they get into a relationship, I'm no longer someone to be trusted. Mm. Even though there was never a romantic relationship. But then when another female enters I am no longer relevant. And I've also heard like, and again, this is all anecdotal stories of stories of stories, but I've also heard women talk about how, or, or even men talk about how it's like, no, we can't be just friends with women. Like they always want something more. And then when it's like, you know, you're friends with someone for years and then this guy just comes out and says like, Oh, I have feelings for you and gets rejected. Then it's like, Oh, well you're a piece of shit. Like I, I hate you. Like, and then it's like, you weren't really even friends all along. It was just, they wanted you sexually Mm -hmm. or they just wanted to sleep with you. And it's like, I guess it poses that age old question of like, can men and women really be friends without having that underlying like sexual tension of like, no, a man doesn't want to be friends with a woman. He's just being friendly so that he can get sex. I don't think that's necessarily true, but I think it happens a lot. But I think also that and layered into that is just people in general, can people in general be friends without like, what's the defining line between friends and romanticism? Because depending on your sexual orientation, like the majority, you know, would feel that way. But there's also times where, 
you know, even just in normal friendships, sometimes you get to a point where like me with one of my female friends and it crosses a line where, you know, at some point a feeling has got developed and the other person's like, well, no. And then it still hurts the same way because it's still like, oh, well, then did you just want something from me more the whole time? So we feel it more, I think, because men bring it up more. It's more of that conversation, but it does happen. And I'm, I don't know, I'm just like thinking of experiences in my life, like where, I don't know, just having friends is hard. Like just having relationships is hard. Understanding that boundaries, because people make you very conditional. You're okay in this dynamic, but once you add another variable, where do you go with them? Are you more of a friend or are you more of a romantic interest? You have to gauge. So like, let's say, so like just the three of us. So like, let's say Sarah, you and I were friends. We're friends. We introduced Rebecca into the situation. Everybody by default is going to go, am I more friend with Rebecca or am I less friend with Rebecca, more kind of sexual? We like, I feel like we subconsciously kind of put people into these kind of zones with us. And it's such a spot, broad spectrum. So that's my frustrating point with like this scene and scenes like this in movies and just in real life where you put one female or one person of sexuality in there and then everybody else just doesn't fucking matter that shares that same sexual identity as as the person that they're now in love with. So it's Hathor, female. So now any other female, those who are attracted to her, they no longer matter because they look similar, they appear similar, so they no longer matter. So I just think it's just a complexity within humanity right now too and just relationships because I don't think we have enough emotional security sometimes to talk through the spectrum and we think it's just one or the other. The willingness to really think about your emotions at any given time and break it down and be like, how do, how am I actually feeling? Like, Mm -hmm. I think this is this feeling, but is it, or is it something else? And put the, the time and effort into actually breaking it down and also then ultimately deciding what to do with those feelings, Mm -hmm. you know? So. Yep. And then I think it also comes back to like, if we're the, like, let's say I'm the person with the feelings, it's on us to own that that's okay that we feel that way. It is not the other person's fault that they don't feel that way in return. And it's on us to be respectful of that. We should own how we feel and be very emotional and open with that if we, you know, if we can, but don't ever shame someone because they don't feel the same way back, you know, because eventually it'll all make sense, you know, but I just feel like we hold in so much because we're also afraid of the rejection and it shouldn't be that bad. It's okay. Just talk it out, everybody. (laughs) I digress. Moving on. Thank you for coming to our TED talk. Yes. Moving How on. many times can we throw TED Talk into this episode? Ooh, a lot. Right. Make it a drinking game. Just kidding. Um, okay, wait, where do we leave it? So, so Hammond offers to give Hathor a tour. So they're being good hosts. Um, Daniel, Daniel follows. They show her her guest quarters, which are fucking immaculate. Like, they went all fucking out. Like, none of them live that way but they found all that stuff for her so good good fucking they got there quick um so hammond and jack suggest guards and hather hathor hits them both with another dose of the pink stuff hammond and jack leave so mm-hmm. i'm curious so she hits him with another dose because maybe she's realizing like mm, they're not fully under my 
my spell yet because they're still making yeah. some conscious decisions that I'm not okay with. So okay, yeah. I get that that double dose. They so wanted. That, oh, sorry, they wanted to post guards at her door, and. They were still saying, like, oh, no, it's, like, totally to protect you. And I think that that's what they, like, they were still, like, under her spell enough to be, like, I I think that maybe part of that was genuine, like, oh, we need to try and protect her because, like, she's, you know, we're totally into her right now or whatever. And Jack was a little tougher to get. She had to hit him, I think, like, two extra times um, in the mouth. I think that she got mm-hmm. him and, and Jack in the mouth with the stuff. And then they were like, okay, never mind. We don't, you don't need guards. Like, it's chill. Um, and I'm sorry. <laughs> autocorrect. Autocorrect. Kept changing half <laughs> I'm just reading that now. Um, so Hammond and Jack leave. <laughs> Daniel and Hathor. Not Gator. <laughs> Daniel and Gator are alone. It's became a very different show. <laughs> and she asks him to become her chosen one. Whatever that means at the time. But she's something nasty. I'm yeah. Sure. Okay. <laughs> so in the meantime, Jack com- or Sam confronts Jack about her suspicions. Um and this is the this is this this conversation is really annoying, but um, yeah. This should we is, do a read along? Yeah, yeah. Do a, yeah. Do a, do a yeah. Uh, Sarah, you want to be O'Neill? All right, all right, all right. You got this. <laughs> I gotta get the gator. Gator. <laughs> oh god. Gator. Okay. So. Jack says, Captain, if you don't mind me saying so, you're treating her exactly the way you would hate people. You hate to see people... Oh my god, I can't even freaking talk. (laughs) You're treating her exactly the way you hate to see people treat Teal'c. A bit of a double standard, don't you think? Teal'c has proven whose side he's on. She hasn't. Carter, have you ever heard the old saying, my enemy's enemy is my friend? Yes, sir. But even when the CIA grants sanctuary to an enemy turncoat, they never trust him. They watch him like a hawk. And Daniel is watching her right now. And then he pats her on the shoulder. That's kind of condescending. Don't worry about it, Annie. It's fine. Like, that's... And then... Yeah. Dismissing cis women's thoughts, opinions, feelings, etc. And I know this is the drugged version of O'Neill, but still. Real world (laughs) appliances... Applies to real world situations in life. Real world appliances... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now all I can think about is the real a world. toaster <laughs> oh god we're fucking loopy as shit for backstory Rebecca had a, what, a 13 hour day mm-hmm. I just took a 12 hour flight Sarah I don't know what your excuse is I'm just kidding she's working girl yeah man you're working all day listen I'm I gotta work with like a lot of old people, like boomer age people that are not good with technology. Um, That'll take it right out of you. (laughs) Sure does. (laughs) Oh Oh, yeah. So we we've lost our mind a little bit. Okay, bringing it back in. So this old Daniel watching Hathor is going really well because what does he do? 
He takes her to the fucking gate room. So she explains that she's the queen of the gods, the mother of all gods, like a queen bee. So Sam is researching when Janet walks in and they both notice the men are acting strange and she's researching more about Hathor. And so then it says one academic webpage theorizes that a bunch of sex goddesses from different cultures were actually all the same woman. Hathor. The Greeks identified her with Aphrodite. There's Ishtar of Babylon. Astarte of Syria. I think Syria? so. Astarte. I think so. Series. Series of Rome. Series. Yeah, in most of mythology, and she's pretty loved in all of it, except for a late period in ancient Egypt, where, according to one of the stories, she was sent by Ra to destroy mankind, and then he changed his mind, and they became enemies. So that's their whole falling out. I guess Ra sent her to, like, fuck shit up, and he was like, no, I want slaves instead, and she was pissed. She was like, I came here to fuck shit up, and now you don't want me to? Now you want this to be, like, a slave trade? No, fuck you, dude. Can, so then can a, we talk about how hard it probably was to find this academic webpage in 1997? <laughs> it was so... <laughs> like, back then you had to type the entire long address of wherever you were going. There was no shortcut. But I also you, love it because now we would just be like, what did you say, Sarah, you guys say at work? Give it a goog. Give it give a, a goog. goog. Give it a goog. <laughs> just give it a goog. Just Google it. You would just, you wouldn't say some academic site. You would go, Google said. <laughs> and like, that was the shittiest looking academic site I've ever seen. It was like papyrus font. It was on like some <laughs> shitty, shitty like sandstone looking background. Like, damn. That was like built on like a, what was it? GeoCities. That was one of them back oh, in the day. GeoCities. That yeah. was terrible. I just had to. Oh, God. It was so <laughs> bad. Um, But yeah. Okay. So. All right. Backing on it. So. Okay. So according to the stories, this woman had magical powers over men. Okay. Sidebar. For the people in my TikTok right now that are having an argument about whether Stargate was magical or not, it just says magical powers. So it is magical. We'll get to that later. But there's a debate over Stargate and Star Wars. And Star Wars is more magical because it's like thing like magical and stargate is just science so there's a whole debate going right now so just she, so you know. she, she's breathing pink mist like i know i know so pretty, besides, pretty magical to me that's what i thought so just gonna just call that out there because this is gonna be a great <clears throat> specific video response to that individual because it says magical powers over men she was supposed to be able to seduce them into doing anything for her in almost every case it describes them as drunk with her presence and then light bulbs start going off and the women sam and janice are like they theorize that she's drugging them in so sam suggests they neutralize her i like (laughs) i love that i was like (laughs) that's a very aggressive thing for sam to say you see have you ever seen like it's like a reaction image or something i think it's from saturday night live where it's like mark me down as scared and horny (laughs) Cause she's just like, we are, we've got this, and like, she's got like they take charge, um, so, oh yeah, it's like it's on the women, they're in their element, they're fucking like, no, fuck this shit, like, it, Which it's is, a feminist moment, yeah, we bitches, that, we got this, and that's another theme of this episode, I think, is like, women standing up for themselves, like. Mm-hmm. 
you you got it. Sometimes you got to tell your boss, no, I'm not doing that. Um, no. And I mean, don't like beat him over the head with a gun like in this episode. But um, I mean, unless some, you have he, to. <laughs> right. But, you know, on the flip side, you have that whole and we've talked about this before when men don't stand up for women. They they okay. they remain mm-hmm. silent in public type of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, well, I, I I'm standing up for myself then. And you know, she was given orders from Hammond to like let it go. And she's decides, nah, like, I'm not letting it go. We need to do something about it. Yep. So at this point, it kind of cuts over because then she gives <laughs> another <laughs> Dose. Oh, doggy! That's the doggy in the background. Jasper. Does he see a bug? Jasper, stop it. Hi, Jasper. Jasper's He's a cranky old man tonight. That's okay. No worries. We're good, Jasper. So who's a good boy? J-Man, stop. <laughs> you cutie. <laughs> he's stopping, but he's he's objecting. That's what he's doing. Oh, that. mom. I don't want to. I hear something right. and I need to alert. I know. <laughs> um, okay, so at this point, so Hathor drugs Daniel with more of the pink stuff. And at this point, I like your quotation, seduces him. Yeah, so what this does is... the seducing mean? Do explain, Sarah. Oh, okay. So so after Sam, like, it was like, we got to take this bitch out. Um <laughs> <laughs> it cuts back to Daniel talking to her. Now they're back in her like fancy penthouse chamber, penthouse that's underground. <laughs> and he's asking her more about like how do we how do you create more gold? And she says that she needs DNA from the intended host to ensure compatibility. So if the host for this gold is going to be a human, she needs DNA. And there's some like really kind of cringe innuendos of like, oh, the, the way to procure the, the life code from you is the most enjoyable or something like that. But again, like kudos to Sue Ann for, for delivering those lines because she it she made it. Um, and obviously insinuating they need to have sex. So do the dirty he actually, and I never noticed this at first, she moves in to, like, kiss him or something, and he he resists at first. Mm-hmm. Like, he he tries to, like, put her arm down, or she, um, I, I don't know what, like, how it worked, but, like, he tried to stop her, and then she drugs him again. Like, she just keeps hitting him with a dose of her magical pink mist. It's his love for Charay. Staying and, true. Yeah. And it's it's insinuated and we find out confirmed that they do have sex. Mm-hmm. And this is another part of the episode and we've heard people talk about it before. It's like she basically raped him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and back in the day when this episode aired, that was I'm sure that that was not the tone um, or that's not really how people took it. Uh no different different times i guess like i don't 
So I feel like when it aired, there was probably this tone of like, hell yeah, you just hooked up with, you just got whatever with Hathor. But the reality is like, and it goes back to, you know, the struggle of, you know, when everything came out with like Me Too and all that about, there's so many men that also do get taken advantage of and raped. And it's so hard. And my heart goes out to them because it's so much harder for people to believe men when this happens and it's heartbreaking. It's so sad. Because society doesn't think of it that way. It's like, there's so much that we have to grow on both sides of this kind of situation in education. But, you know, we didn't even, or me going into that conversation with, you know, Sarah Brown was like, I didn't even think about that. Like, she's the one who brought that to my attention of like, you know, why she hated that so much is because she essentially, her character raped Daniel. Yeah. It makes me think of, and unfortunately, you see this all too often. You'll see an article or a news clip about a teacher, a woman teacher, mm-hmm. who has a sexual relationship with her student. And the ones, at least, that I see get noticed the most are the ones where the female, the woman teacher, is extremely attractive. And mm-hmm. without fail, it's so fucking sick how so predictable it is. In the comments, there's a bunch of crusty fucking men in there. Oh, I wish my teacher looked like that. I would I wouldn't mind. I don't know why he's crying. Like, fuck all the way off. That's disgusting. It's like a 14-year-old kid and like a 25-year-old woman that's fucking sick. And if the roles were reversed, you would not be singing the same tune. And it makes mm-hmm. me so sad because it doesn't create a space for these boys to come forward because of this toxic masculinity and I hate I know that's like a buzzword and like used all the time but that's exactly what it is mm-hmm. it's most all these men in the comments I don't know why he's complaining I wish my teacher would have looked like that I wish you know if I had a teacher that looked like that I wouldn't have mind if if that happened to me it's disgusting mm-hmm. well like I'll be scrolling through TikTok you know we all get different for you pages and so mm-hmm. like I mine is kind of what mine is it's all a bunch of like weird nerd stuff I'm finally getting Lord of the Rings content <laughs> finally <laughs> finally thanks everyone for helping put that in there we don't talk but, about that here <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> I'm kidding are, oh my goodness I'm kidding um, cancelled I'm just kidding somebody's um, very very triggered by that I'm sorry I, am. I uh, no, okay. was just making it's, fun of your okay. struggle I'll go cry to my action figures later. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. If you want to talk about healthy masculinity, Aragorn, very healthy, very masculine. Thank you. Mm. Thank I bow you. to no one. Ugh. Thank Take you. Me. Okay, but wait, wait, wait. So this is the thing. So, you know, I never really realized. So, like, I see, like, men saying really crude things to women. And I'm like, how the nasty stuff. And then one of my friends was like, you know, women are just as bad. And I'm like, I don't see it because it's not on my, like, for you page. I don't see, like, the thirst-trappy men because obviously it just puts all the lesbians on my page because that's just what it wants me to see. So that's okay. Um, But so then I, like, went and saw a couple. And I'm like, wow. If you haven't gone. So not to tell you to go, like, look at, like, men thirst-trap TikToks. But just go look at just, like an attractive man's TikTok account and go into the comment section. Women are also just as victimized or just as like predatory and it's really disgusting. So I just like want to call that out because I'm not, I want to be naive to that and just like shame the fucking one side of it. Like it's really eye opening 
because I'm like, damn, like, okay, Karen, and it's a lot of Karen, so, okay, Karen got a little, like, confident, and is saying some really raunchy stuff, and it's really not okay, and, like, a couple of my guy friends I've talked to about are, like, really uncomfortable about it, but they don't know how to respond, because they don't, society hasn't given them a tool to respond to that, so they just sit there and kind of take that abuse, because they don't know what to do with it, where, I feel some of us women, we've had more like camaraderie to be like, well, say this, do this, fuck them. Like, you know, it's almost a lot of guys don't have it. It's almost like, and, and I'm just theorizing here, but it's like, it's not as much of an issue because women just aren't taken as seriously. So you see those comments and it's like, because clearly there's a power dynamic here where traditionally in society, in our societal structure, men have all the power, most of the power, again, Mm -hmm. generalizing here. So it's like, I wonder, like, yes, it's totally gross, it's wrong, but I wonder if that's just a way that women take back power. I don't know, could be. Wrong as it is, or as disgusting and gross as it is, maybe they're just trying to have some kind of control or power in in a society that gives them not as much as men. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Okay, we've gotten so far off on so many tangents. Yes. Bring ourselves. Bring it back. We need to bring it back online. Bring it back together. You are right there, Rebecca? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so- uh, just such a like interesting topic to like go down the rabbit hole on. Um, and we could, I could probably talk on it for a whole podcast series in and of itself. So, um, okay. So, so where do we cut back to? So So, Sam starts rallying all the other women and Teal is unaffected by the drug and he joins them. Like he comes in and at first, like they're all on guard. They're pointing the guns at him because they're like, what you, you got. A shot of hot pink Hathor juice or whatever I called it. <laughs> and Teal was like, nah, like my symbiote protects me from whatever she's got going on. And he says, if I'm correct, the base will become her nest. From here, she will populate your world with new gold. I cannot permit this to happen. Um, Captain Carter, we cannot permit this to happen. So Teal is like a great, again, common space person knowledge coming coming into play like without (laughs) him they wouldn't really know what she's up to and how high the Mm -hmm. stakes are so she's like cool okay you're on our side let's go so she finds she goes to the quarters and she finds daniel and he's like catatonic like he looks traumatized and like he doesn't talk he he's staring off into space unresponsive and one of the other women says hathor was spotted going into the locker room so Sam finds her, like her, Janet, and the other women. They find her in a pool full of noodle gold. (laughs) (laughs) And she uses the men of the base as a human shield. So obviously, they're not going to shoot all the men. Mm -mm. And that's how Hathor captures all of these women. So sam while they're being captured sam mentions that whatever drug she has must be powerful because colonel Mm -hmm. o'neill is special forces trained to fight against mind control techniques so Mm -hmm. that's why you see that 
that resistance in him more so because he's trained to to fight against this, which makes you wonder what kind of training they, like did they drug him on purpose and like oh yeah it makes you wonder like what kind of training did he actually undergo to to build up a resistance to this kind of chemical warfare whatever um, I don't want to know yeah traumatizing. So Janet suggests that they basically seduce the men since they're extra horny. Um, that's pretty much they're, what... <laughs> they're primed and ready. Yeah, because this drug that Hathor uses, it, the word she uses, it makes them libidinous. Libidinous. Yeah. <laughs> so it cuts to Jack and he, he goes to confront Hathor and you can see that he's not fully affected by this drug. And she drugs him again. She hits him with an extra shot. And this is where she, she unbuttons his shirt because he's like, he's drugged. He's kind of zoning out. And she opens her dress. And you see this thing, this contraption wrapped around her, her torso. And there's this like big red jewel type of thing in the middle. And she basically like, wraps Jack in this hug and the that jewel is pressed against his abdomen and then like you can tell he's in pain and when she pulls away we see that he is now a Jaffa he has a, a pouch the X in his stomach it looks totally gross and gnarly and she says like you, you know you're our new Jaffa you will be our first new Jaffa um, so then, which Sam confuses everybody about Jaffa now, I think, after yeah, that. we just had bloodlines where we were like, how no, did Ryak get his pouch and, yeah, you know, what happened to him? August. I think, but I we think can there's see a, that, like, there's a combo of, like, there's Jaffa that already exists, and then there's, like, I need some new ones for this planet, you know? Yeah. So... Yeah. You can see that Hathor has the ability to create not only larval gold, but Jaffa. Mm -hmm. And she creates her first one with Jack. So cut back to Sam and Janet and the other women. They all escape by using the men's horniness against them. <laughs> and then um, they, they go to release Teal'c. And this is where um, Sam pistol whips General Hammond. <laughs> And knocks him out on his um what was it? Crown of marble. His crown of marble. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I love that. Um so they, they bust Teal'c out of his cell. And then Sam, Janet, and Teal'c go back to the locker room and they find Jack is on the floor next to the pool full of noodle gold and Hathor emerges like you can tell it's like backwards because when she comes up she's dry. Mm -hmm. Um so they're like they're they're T V hiding. Right? We can still right. totally see them. <laughs> but they're TV hiding. And Hathor um, helps Jack into the, the tank with all of the larval gold. And she's like, okay, we're going to put you in here. And when one of these larval gold find your pouch, that's the one you're going to have. Like, it's pretty much like, oh. yeah. So, and then she leaves to, like, let him marinate 
Okay, so hold on. So Sam turns, or no, Hathor turns. So Gator turns to Jack. So Gator's <laughs> Hathor. Hathor turns to Jack and is about to use the hand device on him when Sam gets up and shoots her. Because, you know, guns are a thing and Hathor couldn't think about that. So she sinks into the tub and it bursts into flames. While Jack and Sam are getting the other men out of the way, we see Hathor gets out of the water and escapes through the gate to Chulak. Sam says they have to now go after her. And Jack says we will, but not right now. So Daniel, oh, go ahead. Sorry, back. I want to backtrack to when back it up. He he suggests the tranquilizers because at this mm. point she didn't have any, and he's like, she's like, we don't have any. He's like, oh yeah, they're on like level three or whatever. She's like, I really wish you would have told me this. Like, why don't I know this? Which is again <sighs> another thing. It's like, mm-hmm. why doesn't she know that? Was there a reason? It's just like another thing that it's like. She was kept out of the loop on. It made me. Yeah. Maybe it's a rank thing. thing. Maybe, maybe it's a rank thing. Maybe. You're right. Totally. That, yeah. You're right. Could be. Could be. Could be. They're but very still, need maybe to if know, she was you know, um, in, in the know, they wouldn't have gotten as deep into the shit as they were. Yeah. Never mind that, you know, she made the gate work, basically. She doesn't need to know where the tranquilizers <laughs> right. are on the, on, uh, on the base. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. That theory doesn't really hold water. Sorry. <laughs> nope. Nice try. Nice try, Stargate. Um, okay, so where are we at? So she goes through the gate to Trulock, and the men have been tranquilized or whatever. So then Sam says they have to go get her. Jack says, no, not right now. And then Daniel comes down with no memory of what happened. Sam suggests Hathor needs to stay in proximity to maintain control, which is an interesting theory. Mm-hmm. So O'Neill is staring blankly and asks control over what? None of the men remember what happened. Sam and Janet are cleaning the mess in the locker room, trying to collect any evidence left over. Hammond comes in, and Sam thinks she's about to get in trouble for knocking him out. And then, Captain, I'm putting you and Dr. Frazier up for accommodation medal. Carter says, well, thank you, sir, but I can explain. She stops in confusion, looking over at Frazier. You are? And Hammond goes, if you hadn't kept your wits about you and done whatever was necessary, we could have put this entire planet at risk. Good job, ladies. That's kind yeah. of like the first time we like hear Mr. Crown of Marble like give them like huge accolades, you know, as their team and really identify that they they stepped up, they saved the day. They sure did. And we also have that scene where they're like they're scraping up, okay, here's mm. my cat. She finally Hi, makes cat. an appearance. She had to make an Hi, appearance. Um they talk about how they're trying to recover any evidence oh, and yeah. Daniel's, they're like, oh yeah, he's like, most of that DNA is going to be mine. Jack's no. like, ew. <laughs> but it's like, oh. um, can we like again? You just skipped over the whole part where like, wait, but Daniel, this is the kind of thing. But Daniel's no, nobody remembers anything. But Daniel knows that the DNA is going to be his. I feel like there's there might be a <sighs> um, well, they've obviously been told. By by the ladies, see <laughs> Sarah is really funny. Um, they've obviously been told what happened by the ladies in Fair in enough. some way. So I think even if they <laughs> even if they your cat butt even if they didn't say it explicitly to him, he's Fair he's enough. inferred at this point that that's well, and he probably can tell he is. Had sex. He's yeah. probably got fluids on oh, himself yeah, yeah. of sorts. So 
Bleh. That would that would align. I mean, what? I don't want. To, I don't want. Okay. <laughs> Daniels. Okay. Well, you know what? Some of us ship Daniel. So okay. <laughs> Moving on. This is the second time I have offended Christina this episode. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Only because I've been up since 1 a.m. my time. Yeah, fair it's, enough. It, yeah, it's now 8 o'clock p.m. So I'm a little loopy. Um, but yeah, so okay, so that makes sense that he would know because obviously you know if you just had sex. Um, yeah, I just find that so funny because he's just like, yeah, it's 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 probably mine. So, but again, like fun. after the whole thing, he seemed like he was really traumatized and he was mm-hmm. just like in shock and like catatonic. Mm-hmm. And now it's just, again joking about it, like nothing happened. I'm like, oh yeah, that's that nasty goo on the floor. Most of it's probably my DNA. That like I, that's still traumatizing from did him not being age taken well. advantage of. No, it did not. No, um, definitely did not. Mm-mm. Oh hi, Kitty again. Oh she's just making the rounds. <laughs> I like. Oh, she's she's sitting her butt right in front of us. She I love is. It. I think she wants to sit on my lap, but I don't have a blankie. Okay, here. Oh my gosh, our animals are so high maintenance. Okay, oh my you gosh. Can sit with me now. I love it. Um, but this is I love this episode because it just for a lot of reasons it did layer in really well after the one previous to it, which you know obviously it mm-hmm. should. But at least we start getting this female power like going on early. Like in the beginning of the first few episodes, it was a little, they're still shitty about how they treat women. It's still kind of complicated how they're written and do it, but at least we're starting to see this development. Yeah. And I think this episode accomplished what I think they tried to accomplish with emancipation, Mm -hmm. um, where Sam and the women really did save the day. And um, it I was just a much better story. And it, it well, worked you had that a, way better. Well, you had a female villain and a female hero. Mm-hmm. And the men were just left in the middle to be taken advantage of and be the weak ones because they got taken over. So that's very interesting. Um, trying to look, what's the next... I'm looking at what the next episode was after this. Um, Singularity. Uh, oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. It's singularity mm-hmm. and then Korai. So again, we kind of continue on this female journey. This will be interesting. Are we going to... what? What's our next... Because we have this, and then we talked about how we're going to be taking a little bit of a season break, right? We're gonna we're gonna have a season finale, guys, but <laughs> we're Good. only gonna be gone for a month, and then we'll be back. Don't we worry. promise. But but that's not gonna happen for you until what? We'll have a couple more episodes. A couple more. Yeah. We'll already be produce. We'll already be recording the new ones by the we'll time. We have two more episodes from this episode. We should have two more before we take a break. Um, <laughs> but we all have some random, some things that we need to take care of, and some just a break to have. <laughs> so, yes, we do not. We enjoy doing this, and like this is so much fun. So, but now we're at a for place sure. where 
it's like, oh, like this is actually enjoyable. It's becoming something. And so we want to make sure we take time to get everything kind of lined up as we continue to move forward with it. So giving ourselves that break gives us time just personally to like regroup together on, you know, just a lot of things with it. And I'm kind of we're teasing around like the merch that's coming through and just some other thoughts we have going forward. So it's exciting stuff. The break is a good time. It's time yeah. that we can take this time and focus on other we enjoy uh, parts of it. it, but we're not we going to free ball it with, with some very important things. So having some time to do that and, uh, you know, really feel like we regroup and, and get going strong again. Uh, I think it's going to be good. So, yeah, uh, but that's it. not going to happen for a couple more weeks no. for you no. listeners we're just, we're out just, there. We have to sprinkle it out there. We can't just <laughs> drop it on you. By the way, see them finale. We, we're not. Gonna... We also definitely want everyone out there to know that we are taking a break, but we are purposefully. not purposefully. And it's not an indefinite break. We have plans to immediately come back after that month and yeah. pick yes. right back up. So um, this is definitely a, the, a season finale sort of deal. Um, and we don't want to leave it as as maybe not a really bad cliffhanger season finale. Um, but just like a, a mid-season one. break. They did mid-season. those, right? Yes, they did. Oh, yes. That's yeah. more what Mid-season break. Mid-season like break. I mean, we've, so we're already week. over the number of episodes for a Netflix season at this point. So There you go. Yeah. There you go. That's so Netflix, sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, all right. Next week, we are talking about singularity. Singularity. Should we, like, double up? I don't do know. That, singularity and Korai? I don't know that we should because we have singularity is like all of the Tolan, right? No, that's Enigma. Singularity that's enigma. is Cassie. Oh, yeah. I don't think we should do them together because they it's Cassie and then we go into, like, a Tilk story. I think, yeah, I think Korai definitely should be its own because we get to see um, a judicial system on another planet. And I think that's a very interesting thing to get into. That's yeah. probably a good one to start after our season break on because we're going to kind of do... Because we have, we have that, but then as our season, our season break finale one, <laughs> we'll discuss. More to come. I mean, we might, we could throw in a non-episodic episode. Yes, I'm thinking. <laughs> we're, live, <gasps> we're live discussing this. What? We could do a Sam Jack episode. Could that be mm. our season finale? Sure. <gasps> Love it. Yeah. <laughs> Christina's like, wait. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. <laughs> I will allow it. I, um, I, I, I will so allow it. So when... We'll, we'll figure it out in, in the group chat. We don't have to talk about it here. <laughs> we don't have to talk about no. it. And I think <laughs> so the selfish, air, as it were. Selfishly, I would like to do Korai as uh, after we've had some time to talk about it. There's a lot of complexities we're talking about, like mm. this judicial system, what's happening. And it does take a more developed tone. I'd like to spend a little bit of time talking well, about that as we conversation. There, We yes. have jumped around before and we can jump around again. So... You want two more episodes, right? Are we going to go for two? is next. So. So. Yes. It seems like, yes, this is a good plan. We'll do Singularity. And then we will mm-hmm. do Sam and Jack. Yeah. As the mm-hmm. season finale. And then that brings us right back in with Korai afterwards. So, yeah, that works. Perfect. Cool. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. I like it. 
Oh wait, who's gonna what? close the gate? Oh wait, are we gonna? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, we know who's closing the gate. Right. So we will have a repeat refresher from there, the one and only Hathor. There's only one person that can close this gate for this episode. Mm-hmm. You kneel before your goddess and close the iris. Oh, <laughs>